0: Greetings to all inhabitants of Earth, as well as our friends from distant planets, galaxies, and dimensions. Lend me your ears as we make podcast history, for I am Herman the Extraterrestrial Incarnate, your podcast navigator to the stars and beyond, here to inform, illuminate, and to entertain your world. Welcome once again to another thrilling episode of Herman the Extraterrestrial, your podcast navigator to the stars and beyond. So, tonight uh, we're going to continue on our inaugural conversation about the immortal sparks of the creation, and we're going to get into this whole concept of the creation versus the creator so that we can understand exactly who and what we are, my friends. This is very important. In fact, the words of Ayn Rand, fantastic human being from your past, her words come to mind in describing this predicament that human beings find themselves in. And she said, when you accept such an important issue as the creation of the universe on faith, You are destroying your confidence of the validity of your own mind. And she continues saying, it has to either be reason or faith. I don't want to destroy reason, she says. So what does it mean to reason? Let's look at the definition of the word reason. The power of comprehending, inferring or thinking, especially in orderly, rational ways. Intelligence proper exercise of the mind, sanity, the sum of the intellectual powers. Okay, this is what reason is. And, um, and if we take it another step further, I want to quote someone else. <laughs> Let's go to the man. We talked about him in the last episode, Nikolai Tesla, you know, one of the greatest scientific minds inventors the world has ever known. And he said this, if you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. To summarize, to know thyself is to know the secrets of the universe. And uh, let's look at this word knowing, because if you remember in the uh, inaugural podcast, we looked at the word believe. It's spelled B-E l-i-e-v-e. So the word lie is in the middle of the word believe, okay? If we look at the word know as an adjective, it is showing or suggesting that one has knowledge or awareness that is secret or known to only a few people. Hmm. Uh, As a noun, the state of being aware or informed, okay? So, if you take those two definitions of the word knowing, and I say to know thyself is to know the secrets of the universe, well, what does that mean? If you are an immortal spark of the creation, well, it means that you are a fractal of the collective consciousness of everything that has ever existed, that will ever exist. You understand? That means that you are an all knowing being. Of fantastic imagination, of unlimited potential, of unlimited, unlimited power and knowledge. This is what you are. You are a fractal of all there is, all there ever was, and all there ever will be. There was never a time when you did not exist. There'll never be a time when you do not exist. Well, my friends, I've heard through the ethos. Minds exploding and going, oh my God, who is this guy? He's got to be the devil. (laughs) My Bible doesn't say anything about that. My Bible tells me that I'm a sinner. My Bible tells me that I am nothing compared to God. God is the creator of all there is, all there ever was, all there ever will be. And here you are telling us that we are fractals of all there is, all there ever was, and all there ever will be. It goes against my Bible, son. It can't happen. It goes against the Koran, son. No way. It goes against the Torah, boy. You can't do that. You know, the God of the Bible, the Torah, the Koran. You have to listen to this. You are evil, my man. (laughs) Oh, boy. But you have to understand that I'm speaking to you from the standpoint of an extraterrestrial. All right. I'm an extraterrestrial. i in the extraterrestrial. And in space, we don't have religion, okay? <laughs> you know, uh, remember the uh, tribe in uh, the Indian Ocean recently uh, who killed a missionary? So the missionary was like, we must spread the gospel to every point on the planet, to every people on the planet. We must spread the gospel. And so that's why he uh, went to, the, uh, to these islands, because in, once the gospel has been spread to the entire planet, to all people, and then the next thing that comes is the apocalypse, okay? <laughs> That's why he went to the island to spread the gospel because he had to do it in order to bring upon the apocalypse. Okay, he wants to he wants to see the entire world destroyed by the hand of God. He wants to destroy all the evil at the hand of God. And what happened? They shot his ass up with arrows. <laughs> They're like, we're not gonna listen to any of that shit. Get the hell out of here. Point 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 point. He's dead. <laughs> a well-deserved death indeed. Can you imagine if that fool had a spaceship? He would have jumped in his spaceship and traveled off to the next distant planet, got off the spaceship with his Bible in the air, waving it, going, I'm here to spread the news, the gospel of the Lord. (laughs) They would have killed him immediately. You know, uh, many of the planets within our solar system, our galaxy, and um, you know, they've had this experience with religions in the past. and um, and of course, in each example, the religions led to the destruction of the people on the planet, and then they had to rebuild all over again. And they're like, a, there will not be any religion on this planet, okay? We're gonna understand how things work as opposed to we're gonna use reason from now on. <laughs> we're tired of destroying the planet because this guy says his God is better than that guy over there. And his God is better. And we had like four or five or six gods on various different planets. Everybody believed in their God was the God. And next thing you know, the only way to settle it is they had to kill each other. <laughs> we're going to kill each other off and bring about the apocalypse and start all over again. <laughs> and we're like enough of that madness. And so on the prison planet Earth, of course, there's religion because there are beings from all over the universe, the galaxy that have been dumped on the planet Earth. And you got to keep them under control somehow. And so let's get back to the creation and, we'll, you know, we're going to jump around a little bit here. But um, in order to understand exactly what the creation is, we have to use our imaginations for a moment because all you hear is my voice and I'm going to have to transport you to your original home, The, the creation, because within each and every single human being on the planet Earth, There is a template for home within you, okay? That template exists. And you say, well, there's no template for the creation in me. Oh, yeah, there is. I'm sorry that you can't see it. But there is a reason why you do not remember, you cannot grasp this understanding at this moment. We will talk about that. Why you can't, why your mind has been wiped free of memory so that you could actually have experiences in this particular now, But um, to imagine the creation, here's what you do. If you step outside at night, one o'clock in the morning or at midnight, after midnight, right, you step outside, you look up at the night sky, you see blackness as far as you can go, no matter which way you turn, there's nothing but darkness. And within the darkness, you see specks of light, stars. Well, imagine this for a moment, switch that whole thing, reverse it reverse the entire thing you see in the sky so that now all that is black becomes white and all that is white or stars become black. All right. So if you can see this in your mind, then the white represents the creation and the stars and all the galaxies that appear as dark spots within the whiteness. These are bubbles of collective consciousness within the creation matrix, okay? So the creation is all there is, and the galaxies and stars are bubbles within the all there is. And, um, and so the, the creation, think of it as an ocean, an ocean of individualized immortal sparks, the fractals of the creation, all self-similar, all exactly thinking in unison and harmony, minds expanding, imagination, unlimited potential, unlimited imagination. Every thought, every dream within the creation, within timelessness is real. It can be felt, and the emotions of the experiences can be felt within the creation. The creation is a timeless realm where there is no friction, okay? It's just, think of it as an ocean, right? If you go to the Atlantic Ocean and you look out, you're standing on the shore and you look out and there's a vast ocean, right? And you say, well, the ocean is one. The ocean is, it's just one big body of water. Is it really? Because I can take an eyedropper and put an eyedropper into the ocean and pull that eyedropper, pull a drop of ocean out of the, out and Put that drop on my table, and there's a drop of the ocean on my table. And if I put that drop under an electron microscope, what am I going to see? I'm going to see thousands of microscopic organisms swimming, swirling, eating each other. It's a whole microscopic world within a drop of the ocean. Well, think of the ocean of creation as similar, okay? As above, so below. And in this vast ocean of the creation, everything is equal you take a drop of the creation and there are there are gazillions of individualized immortal sparks gazillions (laughs) and every fractal is self-similar is the same as the next and every fractal is unlimited potential every fractal can become the entirety of the creation And within such a realm, it is impossible for any individualized immortal spark to take credit for creating the entirety of the creation. You cannot create something that has always existed and will always exist, something that is beyond time, beyond movement. Yet at the same time, it is the source of all life within the manifested universe because all life appears as bubbles within the creation. How so, Herman? What do you mean? Well, think about this for a second. I am a sculptor. And as a sculptor, I use the lost wax process to create bronze sculptures, all right? Now, in my mind, when I imagine an idea, a concept for bronze sculpture, all right, what happens? In my consciousness, I see a vision. I see a vision, but that vision is based upon what? For many artists around the world, artists, you know, we just don't sit around and think about stick figures and, and sculptures and say, oh, this is what I'm going to do, a nice pretty figure. No. What happens is our creations are the culmination of emotional experiences, you know, uh, heartbreak, sorrow, joy, laughter, all the emotions that are apps that are uploaded to the human system. And so then what we do is we try to interpret these emotions and feelings through art. And so a a vision will form in my mind of a potential sculpture. Now, at the same time, the vision appears in my mind of the sculpture, at that same moment, the process for creating that vision is included in the vision, because in the the lost wax process, from the visualization to the actual revealing of the sculpture to for a showing, there are twenty six steps that I've calculated in the process, and um, and so think about this: the idea forms in the mind, the vision forms in the mind, and the vision and the process. To manifest the vision are one, all right? The process to manifest that vision into a a bronze sculpture, they are one because I understand the process extensively. I I did it in apprenticeship for two years learning how to create bronze sculptures. So I know from point A to point B, all right? And so at the moment that the vision appears in my consciousness, at the same time, the process for manifesting that vision appears. So we as a collective within the consciousness, within the the, uh, creation, we all have these collective thoughts. All experiences are shared by the collective. We are, we know everything, all right? In the creation, we know everything that there is to be known, except what? Aha. Why exist? Why do human beings, why does the world of duality exist when the creation is a timeless existence where everything is beautiful and and thoughts are real and everything is perfect? All of our visions and our ideas are perfectly tuned with the vibrations of the all and and we share in these vibrations in joy. And then why are we, why do human beings exist? Why does this, do, this, this manifested duality exist? I'll tell you why. Because you can learn more from one failed relationship and duality than you can learn for billions and billions of years in perfection. Because a broken heart is something that can be experienced from the conscious mind. Oh, let me think about what a broken heart feels like, and let me, let me think on that for thousands of years and to understand what a broken heart is. And, and you can think about it for thousands and millions of years, and you can internalize and, and visualize what it would mean to have such a loss. But the only way that you can really feel it, like the knife stabbing into your heart and in the feeling that you want to die, is in duality. And so what happens is in the creation, a collective consciousness of individualized immortal sparks, have an idea. All right. It goes like this. And I know this is gonna sound silly, but this is really how it happens. Just like a whole group of us might stand around and we'll say, hey, what do you want to do for the weekend? Oh, I think we'll let's go out dancing and let's go to Miami and have a blast in Miami and party and have sex. Okay. Well, if you think about us in the creation, you know, a collective consciousness of individualized immortal sparks, you know, an idea will arise, an idea, a fascinating idea will arise. And then, and we're like, Ooh, that's a, that's in a fascinating universe you're thinking of there. We love the planets and, and all the various different solar systems. That's fantastic. And what kind of beings are you going to have in there? Oh, we're going to, can you imagine Ooh, earth beings, physical bodies, But with a twist what do you mean with the twist what do you mean with the twist oh the twist is a very very dangerous twist for us what do you mean it's dangerous oh this sounds even more interesting danger huh oh yes i have a fantastic game that we're going to play a game what is the game what if what if we could create physical bodies physical bodies that Once an immortal spark takes its place within that body to power the system, that immortal spark can completely and utterly forget that it is part of the creation, that it is an all-knowing being, that it is part of the all there is and ever was and for a period of time. The immortal sparks of the creation can forget that they are all-knowing, all-powerful beings and they can live just as a human being in duality with pain and and fear and thoughts of death and dying and murder and killing and wars and all of this fantastic fun. (laughs) Do you want to play? And everyone says it's impossible to create a physical body from which we cannot escape for a physical body that we cannot remember who we are in the creation that's impossible you can't do it oh yes i can no you can't it's impossible if you could we would all be able to see this we would all be able to participate in this vision of how we could how we could forget It's impossible for us to forget. Oh, then you want to play the game, do you? You want to play the game called the wheels of time. That's what we're going to call this game. We're going to call it the wheels of time because there's going to be wheels upon wheels upon wheels of time. And you're going to be trapped within the wheels of time. You're going to actually believe that you are a human being, that you are mortal, that you can die, that you can kill that you can rape, that you can do all kinds of madness. And guess what? There's going to be beings who will have to agree to be the victims of murder. There will be some of you immortal sparks will take bodies of beings who will be raped and and brutalized and torn apart and you will experience death in the physical body and you will actually think that you are dying and you will be recycled back into your another physical body to do it all over again. <laughs> oh, yes, this is the world we have planned. Do you want to play or not? Well, let me get an idea of what kind of body you might have us in. Now, the thing that's really funny is uh, I'm fascinated by, and you'll find that extraterrestrials on planet Earth are all fascinated by illusory worlds and fantasy. You know, why do you think that the, you know, Marvel people are making tons of money, okay? They're making tons of money because they play off of what we are as immortal sparks of creation. We are imagination personified we are fantasy personified and so when we create fantasy we create movies of fantasy oh get us going we love them and love stories because one of the other reasons why we come to earth is because we want sex in the physical body oh yeah It's different. You can think about sex all you want in the creation. You can imagine what it feels like to have a body against your body, rubbing against another body, the friction, and then the explosion into the orgasm. You can think about it and you can imagine it all you want, but the only way that you can really experience this is to take on a physical body. And when you take on that physical body, you put yourself in the position where the pleasure and the pain will come at you like lightning and you will feel it in your very being <laughs> and this is why we play the game because <laughs> when you live forever you know you've been there's never been a time when we didn't exist there'll never be a time when you don't exist well what are you gonna do you sit around thinking all the time you're imagining in a timeless world and then you get bored And someone comes up with an idea, a game. Why do you think games are so popular on planet Earth? And the other thing, uh, to get back to what I was saying about the bodies, I'm always fascinated by fashion shows, you know, where they have the models walk down the runway and they strut their stuff. And then they stop at the end. You know, first they're walking, 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 walking with a straight face. Nobody knows what's thinking. And then they come to the spot where they stop, they stop, they go, boom and they go boom and they go boom and they boom and look at my butt and look at my breast and look at my body and look at the clothes and boom they turn around and they walk back that way okay it's fantastic (laughs) and so if you think about it when we were deciding about the universe and the types of bodies that were going to inhabit the universe if we believe it or not We immortal sparks of, of the creation, we were in grand halls and, and when the manufacturers of the bodies, the individual immortal sparks of the creation who could see the vision and at the same time see the process in order to manifest the vision, these beings we allowed to do the creation part and they created bodies, fantastic bodies and we sat there in the audience And we watched as these bodies paraded past us and we're like, oh my, look at that. I want to be her. Look at that body. Oh, yes. And I want to be him. Oh, look at that penis. I want one of those. (laughs) I want to be a lion. Look at that lion. Oh, they're ferocious. Oh, I want to be that tiger. And everyone, everyone's there in the in the audience's grand hall. And as the bodies parade by and what this game is getting more and more interesting as we go along. Oh, I want to be those beings. Oh, I, I want to be the evil beings. I want to be mean. I want to kill you. I want to I want to start wars. Oh yes! Oh, we're gonna have many wars. We're gonna have many, many wars and many deaths and fighting. You're gonna get a chance to actually go combat hand to hand with other beings. It's gonna be a fantastic universe. You got, You just. You must come. I need. I need immortal sparks to inhabit these bodies. Who will come with me and help me create this universe? And it's not just physical bodies of men, women, and animals, and plants, and flora, fauna, and fish, and birds, and insects, and, and all types of life forms that are necessary in order for the human being to exist on planets, okay? It's more than that. <laughs> it's the whole atmosphere. We have to create air. We have to create air for people to breathe. And so... As I said, if you can imagine the darkness of the night and switch it and make it all white and the stars are now the specks of darkness within that creation, these bubbles appear, the bubbles of creation, the star. Have you ever seen the video Star in a Jar? Well, remember, uh, Tesla said, if you want to understand the secrets to the universe, you uh, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration, Well, the star in a jar, it's it's created by what's called sonoluminescence, can occur when a sound wave of sufficient intensity induces a gaseous cavity within a liquid to collapse quickly. This cavity may take the form of a pre-existing bubble or may be generated through a process known as cavitation. Sonoluminescence in the laboratory can be made to be stable so that a single bubble will expand and collapse over and over again in a periodic fashion, emitting a burst of light each time it collapses. For this to occur, a standing acoustic wave is set up within a liquid, and the bubble will sit at a pressure antinode of the standing wave the frequencies and resonance depend on the shape and size of the container in which the bubble is contained and so basically what they're saying is they have they create light with sound vibration frequency resonance sound frequency resonance vibration it's all the same light is created by sound colors are created by frequency the color red is created by 430 to 480 terahertz. Orange, 480 to, 5- to 510 terahertz. And so if you take sound vibration, frequency intervals, and you apply them within a, a, within a space, this is what happens. We create, you create colors, you create light And it's all about sound vibration, you see. And so then how does the idea from the creation, from the immortal sparks of the creation, move into the bubble of manifested duality? It's because they are imagining and their very thoughts carry a frequency. And that frequency can move from the creation into a bubble within the creation, so they're really not going anywhere, you know. We exist within a bubble that's called our universe, and that bubble of our universe is encased, like, like uh, you know, you can't, you, you could take a spaceship, right, leave Earth, if you could travel at, you know, quantum speed, Basically, you would come to a wall, okay? You'd come to a wall. This is a bubble. And then you'd have to go around the bubble. You wouldn't. You can't escape the bubble into the creation. We are a bubble within the creation, just like the star in a jar is a, is a light that is created within the liquid. And the, 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 the star is surrounded by liquid. And the frequency of the uh, vibration... It From the thought process of the immortal sparks of the creation, the frequency creates this bubble and creates this uh, 2D, 3D reality that we call our world, that we exist in, and we live in it in duality, that we are living in our own imaginations, okay? And so it's pretty fantastic when you think about it. <laughs> And uh, once again, if we go back to the uh, example of Dr. John Markram, Professor Henry John Markram from the Ecole Polytechnique Federale de Luciane in Switzerland. And um, he's also the director of the Blue Brain Project and founder of the Human Brain Project. So this dude knows everything there is to know about the human brain. All right. And like I said in the first uh, in the inaugural episode that uh, he and his team have been working on a project where they're uh, mapping every single neuron and synapse in the human neocortex, all right? And they've created a digital model of the human brain doing this. It took them 15 years. And, um, and so um, Professor Markram says, We now have proof that the brain creates slash builds a version of the universe and projects this version of the universe like a bubble all around us. I'm telling you, folks, this is one of the most incredible realizations, really, in the history of humankind. I mean, it just, here it is, you have to go look at this TED Talk, okay? But this man is saying that the research that they've done has opened up our world to a whole new possibility, okay? When you think about it, we are pure energy. The four forces of the universe, strong nuclear force, the electromagnetic force, the weak nuclear force, and gravity, all of those forces are contained within us, within every single subatomic particle of our being. We are fantastic, amazing, powerful, knowledgeable, energetic beings, and we are manifesting this universe. You are manifesting a universe all around your individual body, okay? You are a universe. Your body is a universe in and of itself. And so when we think about these, when we think about ourselves in these terms, okay, about how powerful we are, then you say, well, I don't feel very powerful. <laughs> I feel weak. That's because the game has gotten out of control, people. That's why, that's why the universe, that's why, that's why the creation, you know, sends individuals like myself here to this planet and other planets throughout the universe to remind everyone, it's just a game. <laughs> you agreed to play. And now you're trapped in the game and everyone, they, they we explained exactly how hard the game was going to be to get out of. And now you have to figure out a way to get out of this game. And I'll tell you, here's a simple way, a simple method to reconnect with your true self, okay? Simple method. It requires a mirror. (laughs) You go look, stand in front of a mirror, Okay. And, um, and, and here you are, here's your physical body, and you're standing in front of a mirror, a reflective surface. Now, when you look into that reflective surface, you see yourself staring back, okay? And the individual staring back, you know, it's, you say, well, it's just a reflection, that's not really me, <laughs> okay? Well, if you, as above, so below. So this physical body that you're in right now is not really you. You are an immortal spark of the creation and so on every level we are looking at ourselves as an illusion the only place where there is a reality is in the creation so everything outside of the creation within with, when I say outside of the creation I mean we, you know the creation is everything and then these uh, material worlds universes uh, are like I said you know star in a jar they uh, sound vibration they appear within the, within the creation so we are surrounded founded by the creation there's never been a moment when we were alone and so, um, and so the collective consciousness knows everything that's happening on this planet because we are here and we are there at the same time, okay? It's not like your immortal spark of the creation actually had to leave the creation. Oh, no. Your consciousness is what is projected in the bubble. You are still safe and sound within the comfort of the collective consciousness within the creation. It is your imagination that is within this form and is having all these experiences so that when you look in the mirror and you see your reflection, what you must do is to stare into the eyes of that illusion, that reflection in the mirror. Stare into those eyes and delve deeply within that reflection and say to yourself, I am an immortal spark of the creation." This body is an illusion. And see what happens as you stare deeper into your eyes. I can't tell you what will happen. You have to experience it. You understand? You have to actually do this and have an experience for yourself. And the more every day that you imagine, every once in a while during the day, just stop and say, I am an immortal spark of the creation. I am an immortal spark of the creation and I am manifesting this physical form and this universe all around me. And the more that you think in terms of your quantum self, you know, it, when you're not, when you just think that I'm a human being, I'm a man or I'm a woman or I'm a child and I'm running around, I got a job, I have to get up at 4, 5, 6 o'clock in the morning, go work 8, nine, ten hours a day, come home, interact with the family, watch some TV, listen to some music, go play sports, whatever it is that you do 24-7 of, the, of your lifetime. Most of it is involved in this duality. Most of it's involved in the illusion of who you are imagining that you are for the purpose of experience. But when we start to focus again on what, on who and what we really are, that we are the immortal spark of the creation. We are the power source of the universe. We are the power source that manifests and makes all planets and stars and everything appear and move as, and appear as if they are real when they're not. And so the more that you, you know, connect with your quantum self, the more you will see that you are a quantum being. It's just very, it's as simple as that. You know, we, we, these physical bodies must obey the laws of physics. And I mentioned in the first episode that, you know, we were going to talk about the whole, uh, uh, double slit experiment. Well, what, what is the double slit experiment? In modern physics, the double-slit experiment is a demonstration that light and matter can display characteristics of both classically defined waves and particles. Moreover, it displays the fundamentally probabilistic nature of quantum mechanical phenomena. The experiment was first performed with light by Thomas Young in 1801. In 1927, Davison and Garner demonstrated that electrons showed the same behavior, which was later extended to atoms and molecules. Thomas Young's experiment with light was part of classical physics well before quantum mechanics and the concept of wave-particle duality. He believed it demonstrated that wave theory was correct and his experiment was sometimes referred to as Young's experiment. So the bottom line is you have a physical body that sometimes acts like a wave, okay? All the molecules in your body, the atoms, the electrons, the protons, the neutrons, the quirks, the gluons all of these are waves, waveforms. We appear to be physically solid objects, but we're not. You could literally, if we had the code, okay, if we had the code within our minds that we could, vi- we could send the vibration throughout our entire body, it would transform what we call our physical body into a wave, and you could travel from where you are right now to Paris at the speed of thought. You could literally travel from where you are right now to the other side of the universe at the speed of thought because there is no such a thing as distance and time, really. And so then uh, traveling from here to the other side of the universe is just a, a matter of if you can visualize where you're going, you can be there at the speed of thought because we are pure energy. We are pure energy that's manifesting what appears to be a physical body, but it's not, okay? So, as we uh, head towards closing out another episode of uh, Herman the Extraterrestrial, I want to go back to where we started uh, with the Ayn Rand quote, when you accept such an important issue as the creation of the universe on faith, you are destroying your confidence of the validity of your own mind. It has to be either reason or faith. I do not want to destroy reason. And so when you think about everything that we've discussed this evening, I don't really, I'm not asking you to believe in me. I'm not asking you to have faith in what I'm saying. But wouldn't it be fantastic if you could, as Tesla said, one day man will connect his apparatus to the very wheelwork of the universe and the very forces that motivate the planets in their orbits and cause them to rotate or rotate his own machinery. Can you imagine being able to connect yourself to the actual wheel work energy that is you? The universe is powered by the same force that is contained within you and you are that force. This is all I'm asking for you to contemplate at this moment in time. And um, don't forget to go to HermanTheExtraterrestrial.com, where you can see a wide variety of my talents, including, you know, my sculpting ability. Have, um, I do also wire sculpture, copper wire sculptures that, are, that create these fantastic shadows. And um, in fact, I, I have uh, just received another commission to do another piece, which is going to be the most incredible sculpture I've ever done in my entire life. This is the plan. (laughs) And I will be sharing it with you when it's done. And uh, also check out uh, Memoirs of an Extraterrestrial, The Negro Conundrum. Uh, It's a novel that I wrote uh, back in 2012 under the pen name H.P. Stanley. The book is available on Amazon. Uh, Check it out. And until we meet again, my brothers and sisters, have a fantastic life.